Hi, my name is Wells Thompson. And I'm Dalton Shannon. And we are Four Color uh, Comics, and this is Indie Comics. Congratulations. I I I'm not gonna say that like I have a ton of experience with podcasting, but I have <laughs> like we have attempted dumb podcast ideas before, so <laughs> well, I mean, you can bring all your dumb podcasts to us, and we'd be happy to. <laughs> oh, really? I'm more, I'm I would like to have a podcast strictly for Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, but Tyler, no, I don't think he would be okay. Uh, with that is canceled. You human mountain shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Indie Comics, everybody, where we talk about comics and sometimes Kylo Ren. Always <laughs> Kylo Ren. It, what, when, when do we not talk about Kylo Ren? When Andrea's on, it is always Kylo Ren. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, I'm your host, Maddie. And I'm Andrea, said Kylo Ren fanatic. Number one, she actually has a Kylo Ren tattoo, so like it's real times, guys. Two. Oh, that's, that's pretty, that's dope. <laughs> that's what, that's one gonna... way to, to say that. Um, well, Kylo <laughs> Ren kind of is, you know, he has his own descent into dread, one might say. One, so it, one might. <laughs> that entire like that entire All trilogy, I think, had a sin to dread, but yeah, that is very true. That was a segue. Um, yeah, thank you. I try sometimes. Uh, you guys have this amazing anthology, which Aww. does not include a Kylo Ren story, but like maybe next time. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely it's next amazing time. without a Kylo Ren story. Oof, like, big praise from Andrea. <laughs> I was like reading it and I was like so into the stories and I was like, oh my gosh, I want more. Like it was, it's so awesome to read this anthology. That, just saying you guys. Okay. Yeah, uh, that, because I was telling Wells in the editing stage that this needs more Kylo Ren, but I'm glad that we're at the point. <laughs> that's my I resisted, but clearly that's the direction we need to go. No, <laughs> that is legitimately, that was the, the, the pitch for it was we wanted uh, people to go away feeling like, man, I really want more out of these guys. So thank you. That's exactly what we were hoping for. <laughs> All right. Podcast is done. We're known. <laughs> Can we just talk about Kylo Ren for the next hour? That'd be great. Oh, Dude, yeah, I will talk good. about Adam Driver till the cows come home. I'll, I'll tell you the story yes. about Adam Driver's dad. That's actually this this whole podcast. It's called Indie Comics, but actually we just talk about Adam Driver. It's yeah. all a, it's all a I play. Did. I did meet him once. So. <gasps> did you really? Uh, I well, meet is a loose term. I work. I used to work at a uh, hotel bar, and uh, I still work at a hotel bar, but a different hotel bar. And he's from uh, Arkansas originally. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, anyway, at, le at the very least, his parents live here. Um, yes. And so our hotel happened to attract a lot of famous people and he was in one day mary steenburgen also comes in there a lot as does like oh. george alexander and ted danzen uh so i've i've seen them a couple times i love but george yeah, alexander he's like too. he's like seven feet tall he's ridiculously <laughs> tall he's a tree he's a tree yeah <laughs> but i won't climb him because i'm married and i'm very faithful <laughs> i'm not gonna say that's, anything that's, that's, that's very true. big of you <laughs> I'm married to a beautiful woman, and I would climb Adam Driver. Easy. We all yeah, I mean, you. I feel like everybody gets one pass, right? Am I wrong? Oh, one pass. One oh. pass. Just one. It's always for Adam Driver, though. You can't pick. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, obviously, you're very cool people. 
one of you has met Adam Driver, um, the greatest highlight of anyone's life. I don't even know why I'm buying <laughs> really? into this. I'm not even a big. <laughs> He's, she's not. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> um, but what what brought you guys together? How did you meet? Uh, we went to college together uh, at University of Central oh, Arkansas. Boy. Shout out Ooh. to Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> technically, I, I met his wife first. They were dating at the time. Ooh. We became friends. And then she was like, hey, here is my boyfriend. He uh, draws comics. And I was like, gross. And, uh, <laughs> That's for nerds. And, and then we ended up in like seven writing classes together. So he had to put up with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, that's actually no, I, really cool. Yeah, I remember the distinct moment that I knew this has... Like, we weren't really close yet, but I knew that I had to put him in my life and keep him there. Uh, we were doing an like, in-group writing session uh, based on a list of prompts. And one of the prompts was, two people are on a, a first date, on a blind date, and one of them has lied on their dating profile. And that so we never work... happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> so we we work on our uh, you know stories for an hour. I don't remember what I write. It was really boring and whatever. Uh, he starts opening his face to read what he wrote, and it very becomes very clear that not only has like the narrator lied about his profile, but the uh, woman across from him is actually a velociraptor in a blonde wig. <laughs> It was the funniest thing I've ever heard, and I was like, I, I, I have to keep this guy around. That's, That's the best. Can, like, pinpoint a moment. <laughs> it's when your relationship went to the next level. Mm-hmm. So did you start and, and, comics? I'm the exact same moment, but it was more dread, because like, oh god, now I'm never going to get rid of him. <laughs> You're like, all of a sudden he's living in my dorm room with me, and we're sure oh, rights he, to work. This, I don't this understand. anthology is a is actually a biography for him. It's like this is when I dissented into dread of yeah. meeting him and him yeah. staying and never leaving. We yeah. got yeah. together and we said, "What do we want to do?" And yeah, that's said, in the anthology is is my real world anthology of this relationship. Yeah, it's just <laughs> let's just write down what we feel about each other and turn them into stories, and that's how it's. Oh, you don't want that. You don't want that, Wells. <laughs> oh gosh. So, but so, like, what actually, oh, sorry, go ahead, Maddie. I just no, got excited. Okay. So, like, horror. Like, what was it about the horror genre that, you know, you guys decided collectively to get into that? Well, um, mostly we ended up with uh, Descent into Dread as our uh, our big thing. It was, it was one of four, really, because we started off, um, I was just writing little short stories here and there. So, um, I believe it was Dreams of the Drowned was actually the very first story I wrote um, that ended up coming into this anthology. And um, I was also writing um, like all ages adventures. Um, I was writing some sci-fi adventures. And eventually when Wells and I teamed up, we started doing these little zines and and going to cons and uh, we would have all the different uh, categories. So we had our Descent into Dread for all our horror stories. We had uh, Cosmic for all the sci-fi stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, But we ended up having a very strong core of horror stories. We had like eight or nine when all the others had probably like four a piece. And we also noticed that the horror books were selling a lot better too. And we were like, oh, everyone wants horror. And so then we kind of really put our nose, noses down and uh, 
going from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the other ones are all still available, and we still sell those at cons when cons resume. Rip. <laughs> you know, sadness. Uh, but yeah, no, we 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 stuck with horror because uh, it was a lot more fun. People were responding to it a lot better, and uh, we needed a central theme for the anthology. So we were like, yeah, horror. Uh, one of the the series that we do uh, that is its own zine in. Uh, in con world is frankenstein the unconquered so yep. combining since that's loosely horror themed anyway we combined that with descent into dread into the same comic and then wrote a bunch more horror stories to go well, into frankenstein, it if if you remember wells you specifically told me that we need to make frankenstein its own zine because originally he was part of descent into dread but yeah, he decided because to move he into was his own way thing because <laughs> he was way too awesome to yeah. like be a part of an anthology he needed his own storyline yeah, you gave me some like very uncomfortable feelings about sexy Frankenstein. I'm not really, <laughs> not really okay with it. That was you don't think uh, Frankenstein purely... is sexy already, Boris Karloff? <laughs> that oh, is no. the correct attitude to have, and that was the attitude we had. <laughs> you know, Karloff was sexy in his own way, but uh, Andrea, Andrea put the thirst in all the horror fans. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> No, Andrea. I'm a Dracula girl myself, but I mean that butt was primo. <laughs> yeah. What was funny about that particular line is that all of the uh, Drac or Dracula, all of the Frankenstein stories are drawn by one Italian artist, uh, uh, Andrea Madugno, who's really, really solid. He's a really cool guy, oh, yeah. and and what one of the most exciting moments of of the entire anthology process was the first page we got back from him i was just like yes we've got we, we we have our guy um and every single story he found a way to make frankenstein naked <laughs> with, I mean, it was not talk. in the script trench coats all the time and and we just kept getting naked frankenstein and we're like we love this can we get a trench coat at least for a panel is, is that okay just, just <laughs> So, we kept so on it was have... just completely the artist's choice. Uh, yeah. More or less. He, so so that's so it starts off he's naked. Like yeah. the very beginning he was naked that because he's been mm-hmm. on an asteroid for like 30 years. Gotcha. So And then he was supposed to get clothes and, no. s- and have clothes forever. And then for some reason we just kept coming back to Naked Frankenstein. Yeah, Andrea was <laughs> right. Like Naked Frankenstein 5 ever. Modern art, guys. Put that on your wall. Andrea did. I can't say that he was wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to say he was wrong, but after a certain point, I was a little exasperated. Just like, please, for the love of God, just (laughs) put clothes on him. You're like taping a trench coat on top of him. (laughs) It's like a paper doll. But I oh, mean, God. you could also argue that, like, the nakedness is just very, just like raw, just like him coming to Earth. Oh, it works. Yeah, yeah it, it, just, works. it works. The it, the entire impetus, mm-hmm. the entire impetus behind that line of stories was how can we, how can we turn our ideas for like heavy metal cover albums into yes. a Frankenstein story? <laughs> so no, that's really cool. just, beyond totally just the, the pure, you know, value of any naked man. <laughs> 10 thumbs up um, I only have two but I would give 10 um, but I, I do feel like for Frankenstein because he's this raw like he's been around for so long like he doesn't have shame he doesn't have a reason to wear clothes you know so I, I really liked that it was very 
like people can either be vulnerable or powerful when they're naked. And I think very few characters really pull off being powerful. And I, I did actually really appreciate that from an artistic <laughs> point of view. Oh, thank I, you. I promise. <laughs> I also really, I really appreciated um, which one was it? The the beast displayed um, with the phantom, and like mm. I was interested in like what like what was the reason for bringing like the phantom into a story with Frankenstein? Like it just like I'm I have to look back at it right now, and I'm looking at it just having you know like the Statue of Liberty. Like it kind of reminds me of like <laughs> Love Never Dies. Like when they're in like Coney Island. I don't know if you guys are musical theater fans, but. Um, and then like having the Statue of Liberty like crash and you could also make that a metaphor for like the state of the nation but like no please do (laughs) (laughs) please do because we certainly didn't (laughs) I am prepared for you to read whatever you want into any of these stories because I sure didn't put it there I I actually I, I'm I'm gonna walk back that statement. We did actually work very hard on on a lot of these in terms of like what we wanted to put into the stories. Uh, we did not think that hard about the Frankenstein the Unconquered line of stories. <laughs> I honestly Most- just wanted Frankenstein meets Conan the Barbarian and also the rest of the Universal monsters, and that's as far as yeah. my brain goes. <laughs> that, that was the reason we put Phantom in was strictly because we were workshopping ideas for like. You know what? What do we do? How do we keep Frank fresh? How do we keep it fun? Because if there's anything that we wanted to do, it's it's with Frank. It's just we want something we can consistently go back to that is fun to write and fun to be in that world, mm-hmm. uh, in like the most you know metal brutal way possible. Uh, and so one one of them was literally just he fights the stat or he fights the Phantom of the Opera inside the Statue of Liberty, and we were like done that's a story um <laughs> you know, it. one of the big goals with uh with what we wanted to do with frankenstein the unconquered is this ode to universal horror monsters so we have like ideas with stories with dracula uh the invisible man actually shows up in the phantom of the opera story uh which is a seed for down the road something we want to do if we do continue with uh the frankenstein line which i very much want to uh um, yeah why not uh we i know uh, Dalton has many, many ideas for uh, bringing the bride back. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. The mummy. It's it's all going to be there. That's so cool. What um that kind of brings up to me. It sounds like Frankenstein might be a main contender. But what is each of your favorite stories from the anthology? Oh man, pick well, your favorite baby. Oh my god, <laughs> pick one baby, kill the rest. It's like Sophie's Choice, but there's twelve of them. Oh, god. <laughs> Tell the rest. I just said pick your favorite. You added that part in, <laughs> or or pick the one that you felt so, challenging to too. Like which so, one was yeah. the most challenging to write? You I'm, could also... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a non-answer by picking more than one. Uh, hey, no, I, I think... didn't say there were rules. If I had to pick, like, what is the best one, just all around, like, we did the best, and the artwork is just so good, and everyone loves it, I'd probably pick a wash. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the mermaid one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um my probably my personal the one i have the most fun with both writing and uh and just living in that world is uh rubbing elbows i Uh, love that one that was my personal favorite i will be i will be happy to talk with you about that one um, (laughs) all day long uh and then the one that like has the most special place in my heart probably is uh is chasing the sun uh if for no other reason than than the artwork and the artist we got to work with uh, on that one, Mary Landro, who oh, is, Mary's great. yeah, really like 
that this is her first book. She's really new to the scene. I thought just interacting with her that she was a seasoned professional and that she was like, you know, late 20s, had been doing this for a little while. She's still in college. Uh, like I said, never been in a comic, but like draws like no one's business, handles herself really, really well, knows what she's worth and does not hesitate to to tell you like, no, you need to pay me more. <laughs> Definitely well worth every penny, though. Incredible. Oh, for sure. For sure. She's going places. I, I can't wait to see what she does <laughs> in her career. Everyone's going places. This this book's so full of cool artists. Like, if we're talking favorites, I don't know. Myth of Tomorrow holds a sp- special place because that was also one of the first ones I wrote with the, I just like the concept, the sci-fi. Wash. Final Scream. I like Final Scream a lot, mostly because uh, I wrote it in like two hours and it just felt so raw. And I don't know. I like slashers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's hard for me to even pick a favorite, but I actually really do yeah. love Myth of Tomorrow. I feel like it was such a strong opening to the entire oh, series. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm a big Star Trek fan, and it felt very yep. Star Trek. <laughs> I was watching a lot of Star Trek at the time. There you go. But <laughs> so it, does, it has that really high quality, like sci-fi kind of mind-numbing, like what's going on and how do you avoid it? And mm-hmm. and I, but I also kind of like that there's no solution, and that it's just kind of like one of those little stories. Like this is so Star Trek meets Twilight Zone meets you know like all of these yeah. wonderful things, yeah. and it, for, it really feels like it lives there. For me, it always read like uh, like Blink, the Doctor Who. Uh, yeah like totally. that but with a not happy ending yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if really, that but if they got stuck in an infinite time loop like right i uh, i wanted to write a story that trapped you and um well hopefully it did the trick yeah ah i see what you did there then you have to read the rest <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any like literary influence because you guys both like studied literature and writing like is there anyone that like you felt was you were pulling inspiration from you know when you were writing this anthology or you know do you feel like you had someone in the literary world like Stephen King who you're like oh I wish I could do that but like I would do it this way and better you know uh oh do I want to break this out this early in my career yes (laughs) unpopular opinion I am not a big fan of Stephen King uh which is okay I'm just I'm not, not either. It's okay. Uh, the dislikes on this podcast just went into <laughs> the Everyone just I'm sorry. I'm There's sorry. only one Stephen King short don't. story that I liked, but other than that, I feel the yeah. same way. It's just like it's it's not me it, personally. His good My stuff friend? is like very few and far between, and I legitimately don't think he. I think he just throws a bunch of stuff at the wall and sees what sticks. That's what the, we did. I, I can, I can very much, which is what we do, but I can very much like appreciate the volume of work that he puts out. That is not easy. It's hard to be that prolific. Uh, I just don't think the quality is that good on a lot of it. But that being said, who are my actual literary influences? Well, Stephen King mm-hmm. was listening, and he's very upset, and he's never. Oh no! Again, so I hope you're happy. <laughs> oh no! Here, here, I'm also. Uh, I'm not super worried about bringing that up because uh, he's a he's a millionaire or billionaire, and so uh, yeah, I'm not okay. gonna I'm not gonna put a dent in any kind in that kind of wealth. <laughs> uh, but so for uh, literary like deep literary influences, I'm a Kurt Vonnegut, 
Ernest Hemingway, like contemporary American <gasps> guy. Ooh. I love Vonnegut. I love Hemingway. I love Heller. Uh, J.D. Salinger. That's that's my jam. That whole that's cool. area. Have you ever read uh, what is it by J.D. Is it J.D. Salinger? Yeah. Um, what is it the the is it the yellow banana fish or is it banana fish? It's a short story. Have you ever read it? No, but now I'm curious because I, I, I think I. I, it's ringing a bell, but I don't think I've ever read it before. Yeah, it's like, it's not really horror. It's just like, there's a lot of like nuances in it where it's like this guy who's come back from the war and he's like befriending yeah. a little girl at the beach and he's just like, and it's very, and it's kind of very juxtaposing of him like having this innocence in his life and he kills himself that same night. Like, Oof. and his, yeah. It's yeah. Very, Spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler it's, it's, alert. <laughs> And it's one of my favorite things of him besides, you know, like Catcher in the Rye, which, you know, yeah. which you know, is, but... you can't not love. Uh, yeah. What do you might, for short stories, uh, there's this one, uh, the sh it's either the ship or the white ship. I don't remember which, but it's an H.P. Lovecraft short story. Uh, and putting aside all the, you know, horrifying racism that is associated with H.P. Lovecraft, he really nailed that feeling of, like, unsettling, unknowable horror. Uh, so for horror, I would point to that as and say that was probably a big influence on how I want to approach horror. That's I always cool. dig the cosmic stuff. Nice. Dalton? Um, okay, literary. So, Dalton, um... Dalton, I'm just gonna give you a pass. You don't have to go deep on this one, just say <laughs> comics. It's fine. Yeah, no, because I was about to say, like, I, I, can, I appreciate literature. I'm, I, I'm an avid reader, um, but most of it bores me to tears uh, because they don't have giant robots in them. Um, That's fair. <laughs> and Jane Eyre would have been a bop if it had a giant robot, but... <laughs> that's true. That's, that's uh, true. But no, I, I uh, you know, because I like Melville. I, I like Orwell as much as the next guy, but um, all, most of my influences really come from comics themselves. I've, I grew up reading them. Um, I, I, I worship at the altar of Kirby. Like Jack Kirby's my... Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, and if um, you don't see Grant Morrison in Descent into Dread, um, then you're not looking that hard because he's everywhere. I um, can see that, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, his Arkham Asylum, like, completely changed the way I saw Batman when I was yeah. younger, and that first came out. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then what he does with Batman in the 2000s mm -hmm. completely goes that, too. And it, it, it's wild. He writes, like, seven different Batman. It's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, Steve Gerber's, I, I love his surrealism. Um, let's see. More artistic. <sighs> I mean, I like Toth. I like all the modern guys like Fife and, and Piscor. And um, I got really into Scott Snyder for a while. But um, I haven't read a lot of Gaiman. I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have admit that. But um, yeah, <laughs> you're in a safe space. From, it all comes from comics. That's awesome. I definitely feel like one of my favorite um, Grant Morrison books was uh, The Return of Bruce Wayne. Um, and I definitely feel like in the anthology, like it kind of definitely reminded me of it, you know, like I have it in my bookshelf and I love reading it. Like, I just love mm -hmm. like Bruce Wayne going into different, like, you know, times, like times. And like, definitely I saw me personally, I saw a lot of Grant Morrison in your work and I was like, oh my God, something feels familiar. And then I couldn't pin it until you said Grant Morrison. I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> 
Well, and I feel like, he, yeah, he in particular has a way of taking a, a character like Batman in, in a big two kind of thing and making it feel more independent and making it feel more like something that comes from an indie comics space. It, it feel like it's his. Yeah. Which, I, I think if you're going to go to those big two, you have to treat it like it's yours or else you're just going to become so homogenous. May as well not even try. Yeah. Well, and to that point, uh, what do you guys love most about independent comics and how, owning your own work and, and being able to bring everybody together to, to create such amazing work? <laughs> that's, that's broad. Well, <laughs> what do I love about independent comics on the whole, not even really talking about us, is that that's where all the interesting ideas are. And that's yeah. where you find, like, really the best stories, in my opinion. Like... Uh, a big. I mean, in ours too, we have a whole podcast yeah. about it. So. Well, yeah, which is why we're here, um, which is why this podcast exists. Uh, yeah, I love I love indie work. I've been working as a I've been working I've been doing work as a indie reviewer uh, on a website called Comic Book Yeti for a while, and oh, awesome! Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm so happy to have that in my life because it just gives me this opportunity to look over this huge breadth of what's out there in terms of independent comics it got me on uh on coffin bound which is like the best book i've ever read uh in terms in terms of modern indie comics it got me on uh vault which as a publisher is incredible um so i love indie comics for that because i feel like a lot of uh, superhero comics get really melodramatic and stale uh what I love about being a part of the indie scene is the community. The artists are incredible. Uh, I it, it gives me an opportunity to think of a thing and then have someone give me a picture, and that's what I I wrote down, which is the most incredible feeling on earth. Um, particularly when it surprises you what they how they interpret it. Uh, you just didn't realize Frankenstein was supposed to stay naked. Yeah, exactly. I was literally going to say that. We did not realize. (laughs) It was what he wanted. Yeah. It was was what he needed in his heart. (laughs) His cold, dead heart. Yeah. For, like, the artists that you guys used for your anthology, like, did you guys look for them? Or did you, like, how did you guys get in contact with these artists? Because they're incredible. Like, I love how kind of each story is, yes, it all meshes together, but the artists really tapped into the story and I feel like each artist worked well with each story because they really got it how did you even get them if that makes sense well I can't really speak for Wells um but I know that I stalked them incessantly with a boombox outside their window until they said yes Mm, yes the John (laughs) Cusack way love it yeah I mean say anything always works like 90% of the time it works every time (laughs) exactly That's That's how my husband got me. So, I mean, you know, it worked. No, we, so we were really lucky in that uh, the first three artists uh, fell straight into our lap, uh, which were Andrea, uh, uh, Antonio, and and Leonardo. Uh, They had done work with Caliber before, which is, we we sort of stumbled into this agreement uh, backwards. Uh, we ran into the publishing uh, editor for Caliber, uh, Andrea Molinari. Yes. Really cool dude. Uh, we ran into him at Wizard World New Orleans, uh, where we should not have had a booth. We were way too small in yeah. indie to even, 
we we lost a bunch of money going there, but well worth it because we met him. Uh, and he was like, "I really dig what you're doing. Uh, you ni- you guys need to get some like good artists on here. Uh, give me your information. I'll send you uh, some people that we've worked with before." Uh, from so we got in contact with them and 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 were able to work with them relatively easily. And then when we realized that we had a whole book that we could do, uh. Th- Mo- most of them, if not all of them, came from trolling Twitter and Instagram. And There's just... so much incredible art. On the oh my god, it's 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 amazing. <laughs> uh, and we just kept looking for people. Uh, ha- the the hashtag Visible Women made yes. Oh my, like three or four artists came from that hashtag alone. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, Cath uh, Lobo, Mia Streetsy. Uh, did Mary Landro? I don't remember. Uh, but, and and like not every artist that we talked to was in a position to be able to help us or for that matter even responded. Some of them I learned later were way too far out of our league to even consider this project. Uh, <laughs> but, Honestly, but that's always worth a shot. These artists are out of our yeah, league. Th- those are, that was sort of the benefit of going into this as a very naive, like, I don't know anyone <laughs> in this community, was just I wasn't afraid to ask, hey, you know, hey, come come work with us, which worked out because uh, probably the most high profile name uh, on here is Serge Acuna, uh, who's done a bunch of work for Boom and uh, what's the other one? Dark Horse. Uh, and yeah, he was just like, yeah, I dig it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really cool. And the book is yeah. so cool. And I feel like you guys have so much to say in each story, um, mm-hmm. whether it's just something that you kind of did for fun or, you know, something that is really thought provoking. What do you hope that readers are going to get out of the entire anthology when they sit and read it? Is it entertainment? Do you want them to walk away with a moral or with some sort of thought? I hope they need to buy new pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they wore the brown pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I certainly hope they take something for themselves. That they, you know, that at least one of the stories are, and you know, hopefully multiple stories speak to them in some way. Yeah. Um, I have my opinions on like which ones I I really want people to like look at and be like, okay, this, yes, I see what you were doing here, and I'm going to reflect on this. But ultimately we're all in a very stressful time right now. We're all living through much worse than anything that is, that went on in the comic itself. So if we just, I, I don't know. I, I like... would rather be here than in a time loop. So. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Okay. Wells, I want you to rethink that statement. Can you imagine okay. being stuck in a time loop of 2020? Okay, yeah, that would be worse. Living quarantine over and over again. Exactly. And maybe there's like harpy mermaids who murder us. I mean, I don't know. Getting their leg cut off. At least that's variety. I've been stuck in the house for four months here. (laughs) So have I, my dude. That's when you know you're getting desperate. (laughs) But you know, like if there was a murderer who couldn't die, that would be fine. Exactly. Well, the the trade off is that you also can't die in that scenario. But uh, moreover, I, I. Really, I just hope that people can take like an hour out, an hour or two out of their like very stressful quarantine lives and just enjoy themselves and forget about it for a little while. And if that's all that this book accomplishes, I'm super happy about it. Oh yeah, 
I like all my horror to be nice and kitschy. So like, I just want people to have fun <laughs> with it and, and enjoy it and see some, some tropes through different lenses and just like, I don't know. I just want them to smile. Like that, that's really all I like. That's cool. I, love it. I feel like you guys are, I don't know if you guys are going to get this, the George Beard and Harold Hutchins of the comic book world. You and... just spoke my language. <laughs> my favorite my okay. favorite comic my favorite book and my favorite movie in general is Captain Underpants okay. like, are, are, are we going to go down a Captain Underpants rabbit hole right now because I'm here I'll, I'll just put the headset down <laughs> Dalton you got this we, we can we can go down one after the podcast I will still be here <laughs> the, after is the reason I'm doing comics but like so like you That's guys amazing. have such a connection like do you guys have any advice for anyone who you know like or any couple or any like partner like group or anything that are trying to get into the indie comics world like what advice do you guys give them uh i mean uh, avoiding the obvious you know just keep working and if it like keep working until it works um because it, it is a slog and you have to you have to keep guessing until yeah, are you, sure you, you figure want to it become? out um <laughs> I, that is the first important question to about yeah and you have to really really love it uh but in terms of like finding a partnership and finding a team to work with uh it, it took me many attempts and a while to find someone who is dalton uh that i'm mm. like very comfortable working with and that i can always go to with an idea and even if it sucks like we both walk away feeling better about what just happened? Oh, um, really, I had to read that sucky story. Well, <laughs> what a beautiful well, I, loving I, I, His <laughs> eyes are burning, but you know you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it's just find someone who who balances you out is is the best advice I have. Uh, because if you get a bunch of people, whether it's you know a, a writing duo like me and Dalton, or or it's like an entire team of people who have all had the same lived experience who all write the same way, who all draw the same way, who all have the same taste, uh, you're going to come out with a really bland product that is just kind of boring to read, and, and I'm, maybe it was great to make, but it's not going to like make an impact, in my opinion. One of the big strengths in, in the book was that we had so many different artists of such varied mm -hmm. style that no even if you hated one it was like turn the page there's there's a great one around the corner um and with me and dalton i know our writing styles complement each other really really well uh all the things that i have trouble with dalton does naturally all the things that uh dalton has trouble with i beat myself until i get right um <laughs> but uh that's the most important thing is just diversify as much as possible and find people that you love working with yeah someone who challenges you but also supports you absolutely it's a marriage i mean it's literally a marriage just it is with less commitment but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. would say more in this time and age but yeah <laughs> i would say that um i may have to uh go down the the simple route um of just work hard but um just do it like for the long, cause I, I've wanted to do comics since I was eight years old. Um, but I never really had the um, ability outside of writing to do them. 
and so I kept telling myself over and over again, like, oh, I'll find an artist. He'll want to work with me. It'll be great. And uh, then I was like 25 and still hadn't done anything. And so I realized I'm going to have to do it myself. And so I started drawing and putting myself at cons and uh, chaining wells to a desk to help me create comic books. And eventually I was able to find the people who were had the ability to to help me uh, in all the the ways I was weak. Um, I found people who could actually draw and uh, who can uh, edit my lengthy dialogue and and all of that stuff. But it it wouldn't have happened if I didn't just quit thinking about doing it and just doing it regardless if it was good or bad because most of what we did is is bad. But <laughs> but here we are with with this published piece of art i said it um <laughs> that, that i'm very very proud of that wouldn't have happened if i didn't just throw a piece of paper at strangers and say look at this and yeah. uh, so just do it it's quick quit making it, it. Yeah. Can do it. how I'll, does I'll it feel LaBeouf. now yeah shia labeouf just do it is my anthem i was gonna say yoda i was like do or do not there is no try for but, sure <laughs> Shia LaBeouf kind of took the cake a little bit. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf forever. Um, but what? How does it feel then to finally have this? You know, it's on Amazon. It's coming to comic book stores in October. So everybody, talk to your local comic book shop, order it. Um, let them know to order it in advance. What's that? It's on pre-order at Comicsology. I found out today too. There what? you go. That's amazing. Oh my god! Things yeah. the publisher doesn't tell us. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just so like, let's type into, into Dread on Google and see what pops up. Comicsology. I didn't hear about this. Oh, that's, that's awesome. How does that feel for you guys? Uh, like, for real? The, the, the best dream I've ever had come true is what it feels mm-hmm. like in all honesty. I've, I have wanted to publish a book. Uh, I've wanted to have my name like on a book for as long as I can remember. And so when I got my own copy of Descent into Dread, which was t- three days ago, uh, oh, wow. I, I did actually cry because, yeah, because they don't. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, which now I, I have a job of uh, signing all of them and sending them out to all of the artists because they deserve uh, mm. their own creator copies Absolutely. as well. But, But yeah, it was one of if not the best the, the most fulfilled things I've, I've ever you know done i will I, I will second that um because it was very weird seeing my name on a spine um but it's also like made me really hungry because i want to do another one like immediately yeah. and so it, it feels really good to finally have something substantial with uh our names on it and that it's that people seem to actually be you know not hating um <laughs> and, Everyone's like, yeah and now i'm ready for I, i'm ready to just do more i, I want to show people more i want to share more i want to do more that is awesome and leads perfectly into our final question which is what's next from you guys oh nothing at all what are you talking about <laughs> yeah no that's more we're one more do it don't let your dreams say dreams don't let your dreams be memes Uh, (laughs) that too 
one of the stories in the anthology might uh, point you in a certain yeah. direction. Hopefully. So we have, uh, uh, I mean, we have several ideas for uh, for potential series for, uh, you know, uh, there's at least three soft pilots, or backdoor pilots in, in the anthology that we could work from. Uh, Definitely. But there's also, we've been working uh, for longer than on the anthology, we've been working on uh, a series of graphic novels. Um, we have we have a lot of places to go, and uh, it's going to be more or less an issue of uh, of money and of what uh, we are most enthusiastic about doing right now, which hard to say. <laughs> That's awesome. Where can we find you guys online to kind of follow along and, and find out as you go on this adventure? Uh, so to follow uh, the two of us as a writing duo, it's uh, Four Color. Uh, four dot, com. Uh, on Twitter, it's... Hmm? Color with a U. Color with a U, that's right. F-O-U-R-C-O-L-O-U-R media. Um, it's always that. It's always the color with the U. Uh, for Twitter, it's at Four Color Fun. Uh, on Instagram, it's Four Color Comics. Uh, individually, I'm Wells uh, AFP on Twitter, and you can follow my cat Quaylag the Destroyer on Instagram. That's amazing. Ooh, <laughs> I love following Instagram animals. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dalton K Shannon, so that's an easy enough find. No Instacats, though, so sorry. I mean, you should work on that. Come on. <laughs> I have to my cat's presence to do that. <laughs> you guys are so amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you so much for Naked Frankenstein, um, for everything you've given this world. Um, your book is amazing. We can't wait to hear from uh, all the wonderful things that are to come from you guys. Um, thank you for being here, and thank you, amazing listeners, for tuning in. You can check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all podcast apps. You can't get away from us. You can also check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for articles, videos, and more. Please also remember to rate, review, subscribe. Tell us which story was your favorite from the anthology. Tell us what you want to hear next or what you would like to see more of, um, what your next Frankenstein adventure favorite might be. Tell us what you think. Uh, the intro is provided by Cranston. You can stay updated by our on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch and Let's Play. You can buy Descent into Dread from a bunch of places. It's on Amazon now. It's on Comixology. But most important, support your local comic book shops. They need you right now. You can order things. They'll send it to you. You can pick it up. There's all kinds of things local comic book shops are doing. This will be out there in October. Support your local comic shops. Support Four Color with you. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week and G Grand Geek Gathering.